The Shady Hoosier Detective Agency Ghost-Busting Mystery Episode 21 Chapter 21 Harry paced back and forth behind my desk. We still got dode on retainer? I'd piled a handful of bills and checks on Harry's desk earlier. I needed him to sign the checks so we could get up to date on the bills. Gratefully. Harry owned the old building and lived a cozy bachelor's life in an upstairs apartment. The downstairs we used as an office and storage. He'd inherited the building from a spinster aunt on his mom's side, so we didn't have to worry about being tossed out on our behinds. Darn near used up Dode's first money jar. I was waiting a piece before busting open the second one. I figure we'll need to bust it open soon to cover Candy's second seance. Harry stopped pacing and petted his mustache. We got enough to cover these bills? He picked up the stack I'd placed on his desk and rubbed the papers between his thumb and forefinger. Sure do. He didn't really have to ask. He knew darn well I'd not have written the checks if we couldn't make good. I'd never bounced a check in my life and I wasn't about to start this late in the game. Enough to make the next payroll? Nope. We had two weeks before payroll was due again. Technically, it was Harry's job to beat the bushes, drum up business. It was his company, after all. I asked him if he had any particular new clients in mind. He looked up from signing the bills. Why do I always have to do every little thing around here? Hold your horses there, Harry, I said. Vini and I found the last client. Last two clients, in fact. That seemed to tick him off. He grabbed his hat, clutched up the paid bills, and headed toward the door. I'll be out on the streets drumming up business to help feed you and your whack-a-doodle sidekick. If you need me, call. I'll be sure not to answer. Harry bumped into Vini as she came barreling into the office. She'd been down to the Roadkill Cafe loading up on day-old donuts for breakfast. Hey! She cried as Harry blew past. What's got the big boss man huffing and puffing? Need some new clients. Cash is getting low again. Ought to advertise on the Hoosier Squealer. Everybody and his brother reads that rag. I don't know. Everybody has a heap of troubles, but nobody seems to have any cash money these days. Vini pulled a flyer out of her pocket and smoothed it across my desk. Here's a right nice quick case for us. Saw this tacked on the community board at the roadkill. The flyer read, Dog. Missing. $100 reward. Answers to the name Puddles Beasley. There was a picture of a wiener dog. He was fat and looked more like a swollen tick than a canine. The picture was fuzzy, 
but it looked like he was missing quite a few teeth, and some whiskers, too. The flyer gave a number to call, said to ask for Bet Beasley. Bet, one of Chin Wilkerson's girls, had been a year behind me in school. She'd married Pard Beasley, who was a year ahead of me in school. He was retired now, but used to drive a dump truck for the brick plant. They lived in a cute little yellow brick bungalow right around the corner from us. Okie dokie, I said. Let's go pay Bet a visit. See if she has any tips. Maybe she can tell us where Puddles likes to hang out and howl it up. I locked up the office and we rolled out to the go-kart, which was parked in front of the office in a spot where the meter read, Expired. You didn't feed the meter? I asked Vini. You don't need to feed the meter if it's a go-kart. You sure about that? I asked as I climbed into my orange bucket seat. Course I am. It's common sense. We got no license plate. I got no license. Parking laws only apply to licensed vehicles. I had my doubts Boots would see it that way. But luckily, the go-kart hadn't been ticketed. Vini strapped on her helmet and climbed into the driver's seat. Excited, she wiggled down into her seat and fiddled with the safety strap until she had herself tightly locked in. You would have thought we were off to the Indy 500. Vini came alive every time we took on a new case. It didn't matter how big the case was. Her one true talent was snooping. Now that she was a paid professional snoop, nothing could dampen her spark. I figure we can look for the pooch as we tool around town running errands. He looked mighty old in that photo like he could pop and roll on into the holy hereafter any time now. I was about to answer when Vini sparked up the go-kart. The thing certainly worked, maybe too well. Every time she started it up and released the handbrake, I got whiplash. I grabbed the roll bar and we bounced down the street in a rattling ball of exhaust smoke. By the time we arrived at Bet's house, her eyes were red as firecrackers from crying over her missing dog, Puddles. She shuffled around the kitchen in a house coat with big pockets shaped like sunflowers on each side. Her hair was short and streaked gray. She poured us some fresh-squeezed lemonade, and we put our heads together to figure out how best to track down puddles. The kitchen smelled like fried chicken. Last night's supper, I reckoned. Bet handed us a photo off the refrigerator. In the photo, she was sitting on the Davenport, kissing on her wiener dog. She dabbed at the corners of her eyes with a tissue as she pointed at the photo. Bless his little fur baby heart. He's old, but he don't know it. All his ass hair fell out a couple of weeks ago. Came out in clumps. All that hair clogged up my old hoover, Bet said as she blew her nose into a tissue. 
Got the highest sugar, too. Needs his nightly meds. How'd he go missing? I asked. My genius better half parred left the back door open. Bet sort of yelled this in the general direction of the living room. Pard screeched from the interior of the house, where the evening news was blaring on the TV. I heard that, old woman! Bet shook her head. He never did like that dog. Jealous of him, near as I can tell. Pard shuffled into the kitchen, pushing a walker. It was hot. I left the darn back door open just this one time to get me some cross breeze. He pulled a hanky out of his pocket and snorted into it. Stupid dog must have fallen out the back door. He's blind as a beach ball, said Bet. Special needs dog. I got him from the wiener dog rescue. Well, I said. If he's that blind, he couldn't have stumbled too far. You reckon? Bet's face was lined with worry. She wiped her hands on her apron. Vini, who had a soft spot for dogs, told Bet not to worry. Me and RJ have found all sorts of things. It's a senior specialty of ours. I looked at Vini, puzzled. Vini said, Oh, don't look at me like that. Remember when Otis Helms couldn't find his new false teeth and we found them for him in the refrigerator? I looked at Bet. They were behind the butter. Vini asked where puddles liked to hang. Bet thought for a minute. When he was younger, he just loved to squeeze out the back gate and run down the block to party it up with Bernice. Lolly Shepherd St. Bernard Hussey. They had a real cute litter together back a decade ago. I mean Puddles and Bernice, not Lolly and Puddles. Anyway, they were wiener puppies with long St. Bernard coats. Never seen anything that cute. He's tubby now. Couldn't squeeze through anything, even if he could see to make his way. He likes trash. The smell of it used to jump into the dumpsters down in the alley behind Pokey's. Fished him out of there once or twice. Pard, who'd been standing in the kitchen listening to us, loaded the wicker basket on the front of his walker with towel-wrapped fried chicken drumsticks from the stovetop. He tossed in some napkins. He clumped back toward the living room stopping just long enough to bend down and whisper in my ear, I'll pay you another fifty not to find that smelly little dog.